Let's talk about the future of news. I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. The state of journalism today. Telling both sides of a, of a controversial story. I think we must be unbiased. It's uh, honesty, fairness, uh, truth. That is our job. That is our job. That is our job. Las Vegas, Nevada, this is not the only place, or it's not only the fight game that happens here. Everything happens here. Everything happens here. I'm with Dave Brown. This is going to be one of those weird interviews because I already know the answers to every single question <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask. I'll make up some new ones Exactly. <laughs> but I, I want to share with you the life of this wonderful man who I've known for mo all of my adult life. Yeah. Most of it good, some of it not so good, but you'll have that. <laughs> Dave, we're in Las Vegas, Nevada. What has yeah. you living in this part of the world? Uh, well, Outstanding warrants, uh, not Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weather. No, uh, Freezing at home. Do <laughs> uh, to um, yeah, we got got offered a gig over here playing music, which is what I do for a living. And uh, I thought someone said this is the entertainment capital of the world. And this is where I should be, so I'm here playing what, music. What's it like playing six nights a week, three, four sets a night at the Mandalay Bay Hotel, one of the biggest, uh, most prestigious places on the Strip? Well, certainly one of the poshest as well. Definitely one of the poshest. Yeah. So what's it like playing in that place every night of the week? Because you have a transient crowd. You don't have people who come and sit no. and watch it for an hour or two hours. They come in, they have a drink, yeah. they watch you entertain, and then they go again, right? Yeah, you have it sometimes, and that's the, that's been the, the, the beauty of it here, and that's when the people who own it seen us and seen me play and asked to come over and do it. Um, and they wanted to try and bring the idea of what we had in Temple Bar to here, and uh, which is what we did. We tr tr did a, a plane, plane in a Mandalay Bay because you got so, as you say, so many different people. Changes through the night. Yeah. You have two different sets of people. You know, it's like yeah. some people stay for the whole show, and it's uh, it's it's it, weird. This 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 town is mad. Like you got a conference will come in. We'll have about forty-five thousand people coming into it. Yeah. And then the next day you'll have another one, another thirty-eight thousand different people coming yeah. in. Yeah. You know. So that's so you, that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps your energy going because you, you're not playing to the same people every, and you're not playing the same set every night. Yeah. We, we chase set all the time. Um, as you say, we always do this thing. We don't have a set list. We play to whoever's in the room. Yeah. Um, and we always we, people, especially in America, everyone wants to talk about their Irish roots and their Irish and and their dad used to sing Danny Boy and whatever. So, so you, you can cater for all that. We're lucky enough that we can do that because the. the about the songs and tunes and stories that we know, uh, it works. It works yeah. here. It works here, and it works for for the, for the audience here. They come from all over the world, but all over America. Mm. So, and like there's 328 million people here. <laughs> I mean, and uh, most of them have seen you play. Yeah, by everyone now, has right? seen me play. We did we did a tour. We did all 50 states. There wasn't one venue we went in that someone hadn't seen us in Vegas. That is ridiculous. Yeah, it's madness, madness. Yeah. L let's get on to that because that's the whole purpose really of this conversation is the reason you and me have known each other for so long is because we're doers, right? We don't yeah. sit around waiting on other people to do stuff. We just go, I mean, you don't want to get a real job. No, exactly. The last thing you want to do is get a real petrified job. of work, <laughs> actual work. Oh, they right? have a pension. Good luck. <laughs> we'll be doing that. I have to no. wear a shirt. No, thanks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, listen, that was the whole reason that we got together, the whole reason we've gotten on so well over the years. But you had this idea, right? Now, nobody else can tell me that this was their idea. or that This is no. a browner idea, yeah, right? Absolutely. 60 shows. 50 states yeah. in how many days? 40 days. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh, I'm more stupid stuff, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that was seven. only one of the three that I had, you know what I mean? Why the fight off Rooney for the other ones, you know? <laughs> why, did you, why did you want to do that? Um, first of all, when I did the world record in 2011, I, I, when I, I broke 
the longest guitar playing marathon, blah, blah, blah. For, for 114 hours yeah, at the Temple Bar in Dublin. And the amount of publicity that I got out of that was amazing. So I came over here and obviously not being signed and not then to do all your own PR and all your yeah. stuff. You had to re reinvent yourself and not just be another guy playing another, oh, he plays keyboard or he plays something better than anyone. It doesn't make any difference. So we did. So then we came over here, we did the world's longest uh, continuous gig, which was yep. over 15 days. That got us amazing publicity around America and, get, and set up gigs, better gigs for us. Than yep. So uh, I was then we just I needed we needed something else to 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 to, to break in. I, I wanted to get something that's different that was there. And then I, uh, someone said to me, I was sitting in the bar and this guy was saying, "Oh, I'm going to um, Wyoming or we're going to Utah or wherever he's going." I said, that'll be, I'll have all 50 states done then. And I went, what do you mean? He goes, I'll have seen all 50 states. And a light went off in your I head. Just, I said, I'll be back in a minute. And I went, <laughs> went to the kitchen in Rira in the Mandalay Bay and I looked up and the record was 50 gigs, 50 states of 50 days. And I'm thinking, I can do that. Crush I crush that. I, I, I went out, got onto the stage room and he said, I have a great idea. Right? <laughs> and he cried. <laughs> he hates me. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. And he goes, that's not a great idea. So it took me the drive home, the drive in for the three, two weeks to try and convince him what I was talking about. And I said, right, we can do this. And we did 60 gigs, 50 states and 40 days was the record. And it was all to get around America. I was watching, I was flying to a gig in Carmel and I was watching the uh, documentary of James Brown and him going around America playing every state and gigging yeah. for 300 400 days a year that he was, that he was doing, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I do that anyway. Yeah. So let's, instead of jumping into a, 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 a bus for a year going around, let's do something that, that will make some noise, that will that people go like, just over a are month. you stupid, you yeah. know what I mean? And it, just over a month. That's, and that's what it was, it's all to get people's interest in it. And it's, it's been, it's been brilliant for what it's done. And then obviously we made a movie on it. We brought a camera crew or us, a film crew or us. Okay, as, as soon as you mentioned that, right? Now all of a sudden you've gone from two lads, from two guitars, can't play anywhere, can't play anything, can't yeah. play any time. All of a sudden the thing becomes so much bigger because you have to have a driver, you have to have a cameraman, you have to have a director, you have crew. to have people there. How the hell did you manage to afford that? Oh God, that's, that's a... The $64,000 question, That's even, that, as I, I'll, I'll do that quote that I sound like it. It's like, it's in the movie, and it, it is. But what we did was, we went and we, we got um, sponsorship from uh, Folktale Winery in Carmel. We played a lot of gigs there, they loved it. The guy, Greg, was a great guy, and the, his crew and all, we, we got on really well. Put the, put the idea to him, he loved the idea of it. Yeah. He's another doer as well, yeah. do you know what I mean? Self-made, and he loved the idea, thought it was stupid, so he wanted to get behind it. Uh, <laughs> and he gave us a whole heap of wine, which really helped as well. <laughs> So we had our folktale wine, got travelling with us, and we uh, so we, we had a, all. I mean, we had a company that was going to try and get other sponsorship for us and the whole business, and it never came through. So we basically went on the road, and gigs paid for to make this all happen. But in certain instances, right, uh, you're trying to get around America in a very, very limited time frame, right? Yeah. Uh, you've got shows that are kind of maybe uh, not so sure. I'll let you know. I'll call you. There was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. There were shows where there was a little bit of money offered and lodging and food yeah, and that it kind was of all, thing. It was really because every every venue gave us food. That was brilliant. That was in in the pickup gigs gave us like we'd, we'd ring and go, listen, we need a gig here we yeah. to try and and they, they they looked after us. It was that was really good. And the thing about America for that is that people 
the, the, the cities in America are, are cities like Dublin City, like my city, and like you know, cities are a different animal. When you when you take out San Francisco, take out Chicago, take out New York, take out LA, and all that stuff, and you go into actual Mid America, or you know, they're, yeah. they're different worlds. They're very very same as us. Very very Irish and very in. The, in the, just people just want to do the same thing as you do, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And they, they love the, and the thing about Americans are, which they, they, they have enthusiasm for, for your enthusiasm. Yeah. Where in Ireland, they just think you're stupid. Do you know? Yeah, who's <laughs> this pain in the hole? Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, do this, go, go for it. And they're, all, yeah. they're very encouraging that way. So that's, get back to it, we, RERA helped us out so much because we played all the RERAs. So they, they paid us for playing them. They also sponsored us, yeah. gave us a couple of thousand as well. And they then fed us and some in in all the venues, and they felt the crew and everybody like everybody was, got to eat, yeah. Everybody, so yeah. there was never there was never a problem with any of that, um, and then the, and all the money that just went into keeping like no one got paid for it. Yeah, we we talked, and it was it was it, it was uh, everybody that was involved were were all in. They just got stuck in and said okay because they'd seen it after a week or two weeks, and then seen what was happening, and we gave everybody an option if you want to do a burner. <laughs> like because it will do it. I mean, there was myself. You would have kept going with Rooney, I, well, right? Me and, yeah. me and Rooney were going, and Chad, our driver, he was like, he would have pushed the van to. to, to he was he all would in. Carried us on his back, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and he was he was brilliant, and his enthusiasm and and, and the vibe, the drive, because we were done. We had the dates booked. It was what are we gonna do? Go home? Do you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like so we can. Well, you're in it now. You're in it. As my brother said to me, so well, you're just doing the, you're just doing fifty dates. Yeah. You're doing the fifty gigs, aren't you? So just go and do them. Yeah. It's what you do. So. But it, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm cutting it down small. But like, and as I said, yeah, like we, the amount of stuff that happened to mm. on man, the stuff that's like, there's stuff we forgot. Yeah. Like I was standing on the stage and like some guy came in. Oh, I was in that, I was in a place in Kansas where you were playing this game, and uh, I, I was like, where was he in Kansas? Yep. Like, and then, it's, oh God, I remember that we, we we broke into somebody's 21st. <laughs> and started playing on the roof. Like, oh, geez, I forgot about that as well. And it was, but, but you know this, when you're on the road, you're, you're a different person, you're a yeah, different yeah. animal, you know what I mean? But there's also, there's so much happens for 24 hours a day, like we're, we're at the end of a Conor McGregor fight week now, and I mean, I've spoken to so many people, I've done so many things, but if you were to say, say to me, I, I can't remember everything I've said or done, no. you know, and people say, oh, you wrote this in article, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> what was I thinking when yeah. I did that? Uh, and it, it was like that, and it was, it was, it, it was brilliant to, to see all these places and go, and like, but I, I can't remember where, like, I, I was standing there going, like, where am I, what's, what's, and then you go out and you perform, and, but the thing about it was, it was the music and, and, and what we did really got everybody, Yeah. and that's what, no matter what part of where you, where you were going to, like, if you were in, like, boxcars in, 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 in Clinton, Wisconsin, or you were in, like, uh, the Flemingans in, in Florida, or you, you were at somewhere, Mandalay Bay, or you were in Atlanta, it was just, the set worked. The music worked. Yeah. It could, be, and, that, and that's, and then the song, the song, "This Is My Home," has has touched everyone in in, in it. So that that's where your, your your music and being in a band comes to it. Mm. And then the madness when the gig is over, all that other madness starts. You have to get into the van. Do we have enough petrol to get the van from A to B? Yeah. Is there someone anywhere to sleep? Are we sleeping in the van? Are we sleeping on the roof? What are we doing? Are we yeah. driving for eight hours? So that all happens, you know. And and it was a. It, it was an, an amazing adventure. As, it, as they said, will I do it again? I'll do it again for a million dollars, yeah. Mm. Someone asked me to break the record again, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> not doing it off for a bit of crack, like, you know what I mean? How close did you come, or did any of you come to quitting at any point? Um, how, how close? I was never going to quit. 
that, that's not in your nature. I was never going to do it. And then, but if, yeah, it was a few times it was tiny to try and pick everyone up in the, in the way. It came close a few times with yeah. the, without the whole crew. Yes, it did. Yeah. And then, actually, three was in, in a room. It was in the, in the, the RV. Myself, uh, Chad, and Rooney going like, let's just tell everyone else to go. You know, we'll, we'll finish we'll go it. By we'll do it ourselves because yeah. you have to do it. And yeah, it came. It was close. You know, it's probably even stuff that I don't know that they didn't tell me that it was yeah. probably close. You know yeah. what I mean, but, but I, did, like you have this amazing enthusiasm that it's just it's so hard. It's so hard not to get carried away with it. So it's always look at you know the next thing is oh, around yeah. the corner, yeah, and that's yeah. been your life as long as oh, I've known absolutely. you. Absolutely, kind of it has to be. It did. Because like, otherwise you just fucking give up, uh, right? Of course you'll give up. You know, it's, it's easier to say no. Mm. It's much easier to say no. Yeah. Yeah, I give your reasons all no, no, it's not for me. Actually, Conor, Conor McGregor was talking about that last night after the fight. Uh, he beat Donald Cerrone. For those of you listening in 2026, beat <laughs> yeah. Donald Cerrone in 40 seconds. But he was saying, we all know the work we have to do. And when you know you have to do something, you don't do it. It's like a mini failure. It's like a mini defeat. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's how it is. It's, it's the ability, you know, again, like that fucking quote from Rocky. It's not the number of times you get knocked down. It's the amount of times you can get up and just keep on going. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. The movie is called This Is My Home. Yeah. Um, how did you feel when you first saw it? Because, you know, you're looking at yourself up there on the screen. You're also looking at somebody else has put together this story about you, and you're yeah. in it, and you know it's being oh, made, I, I, but I, you don't I, have a whole lot of control. I, I, I remember exactly what, what, what Carl uh, Coley, their director, he, he put it together, um, and he, he, would, he wouldn't tell us what the... What the, what the what it was about, what the we narrative were doing. The storyline. And, and yeah. uh, to be honest, I don't think he even really knew himself. Because yeah. he had, it started out with one idea. I had one idea. Then he met it. you. Then he met me. <laughs> and then I met me then as well on the road. It was a completely Several different times. person now, right? Beat myself coming back. Yeah. So, and he, then he would, he had this idea of how it was going to work. And he would always, every day, ask us questions. And like, always, like, every day was like, hey, what's your American dream? What's your, by the end of it, I said, my American dream is I'm going to drive this fucking van over you and gas me this again. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dream, to get out of my way. Right? They're reversing over but, you to make sure yeah. the job is done. So, but he, he's, uh, but when he put it together, and I didn't know what he was doing, he would bring us into, yeah. into Rear Off for, the, for the, 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 the general interview. I was like, what is he doing here? And we sat in there, we're going like, what the, well, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Then. We went to, went to his uh, his house in Summerlin. We sat down and I broke down. It's like to, to watch someone take what you've done and then make it into like this that you, you took it and went. Okay, I get you. I have this. Yeah. I and Trey was like, this is great. Yeah. Like this is, and it wasn't it, it wasn't such like oh this brilliant people are gonna love it or your own ego and all. It was just like. Wow, we did that. That's what that was. Yeah, and, I was yeah. Like, and even sitting there, going like, you know, this is months later, obviously. Yeah. It's like we did this. Like, oh, that, to, to think, going back to all the states and going like, yeah, looking at the map, looking and at it, going like, man, this is this is amazing. Yeah, you know, and to, to, to see the, the the effort that that Carl and the camera crew and what they were doing and pinning mics to it and telling you to stand here and annoying the shit out of the most. Yeah, <laughs> and then they, they come out with this. This is yeah. incredible, you know. And it, how, it, it, how, how do you feel about having a mirror held up to you? Because the one thing that's absolutely brilliant about this film is when you try something that doesn't work, you don't just sort of, you know, iron over, oh, that never happened. And that kind no, of thing. I'm not going to yeah. put any spoilers in there. But sometimes you see both your good side and your less successful side, right? Yeah, how yeah. did you feel having that mirror held up to you? Was that sort of embarrassing? Did it make you feel. It was embarrassing because I was so fat. I was like, God, I'm not. The camera adds, you know, 120 pounds. Many fucking cameras in all you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
and it, we, we were a mess and it, it, it was quite funny in that, that sort of way it was like uh, was watching, watching how you're being filmed and what you're being said and then you see yourself and it, 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 it was it, it's 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 not for the faint-hearted to do yeah. something like this and I can understand what people who you hear from is doing reality television and it's like every inch of you is being filmed yeah everything like and the stuff that like you 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 want to say and you and you, you find yourself catching yourself and but yeah. but you don't want to do that because people have to see what you're really doing yeah exactly know? yeah and that was and that's what that's what it was but you have to see yourself as i said you look my god we were in some fucking states <laughs> it's like and why why was i where i look i never i never tied my shoes yeah. i never got for six weeks because i couldn't it's like every time I put them on, take them off, I was like, I'm not tying my shoes anymore. <laughs> like, a, like a homeless man going around. Like, like a protest. Like a protest. Like, this is pointless tying my shoes. Whatever you ask me to do, but if you ask me to tie them shoes, I know that. Drunk and hungover in every state in America as well, which didn't help, you know? But you know, it's funny because in that sort of, you know, it's a really, really focused situation. You're trying to get from A to B and that kind of thing, but you're doing the simple things like having a few drinks, like I'm just not arsed time machines, just to get you through the yeah, day, you know? Absolutely. And, that's, and every band and every musician and everybody that's, that's gone on a road trip with their family, two hours into it, something happens, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like we were. 50 days, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like 40 days. Well, like I mean, the last, the last time I drove from LA into the desert to see you here in Las Vegas, myself and Haider wrote the guts of a fucking book yeah. in the four hours that it took us to drive here, you know? Yeah. And that's just the sort of thing that, I don't know what it is about this country, but it just lends itself to this kind of madness oh, once you get out on the really road. It really is because you know? of the, it, like, you, you get, in, get into a car here and you go like, okay, yeah, you're going to wherever it is. Like, take, take, in four miles, take a left. And then you get onto it and four miles, take a right, and then drive for 176 miles. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> and that's nothing. Yeah. You do a load of Joshua trees in a road, you know? Yeah, I, mean? I can see where that album came from. <laughs> yeah. Stop, you're upsetting the child there. Yeah, I know. Um, what did you learn about America? It's huge. <laughs> it's fucking huge. You knew that already, bro. Oh. Even you knew that. There's vast amount of it that does nothing there. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. It's just nada. There's nothing. Nobody's ever been there's there. No, <laughs> um, the people, the people were, were, for me were, was amazing. Like the different, I know you always say it, it's fifty states, like fifty different countries, and it is to to a point of different people's ideas on how it. But the, the general thing about America, in, 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 in what I found was, as I said, excluding the cities, was people just want the same things that we do. Yeah. Very same. Like and, and it was, they just have different accents. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and so. And then the, the, the difference with the, 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 the southern hospitality and all, which is real, yeah. absolutely real. They, yeah. So cool, you know, the people are so nice in that way. They, they love, but everyone loves music. Yeah. They really, they love it. I mean, I know our country is, is the same. I just, I didn't discover it as much because I was new coming into these places, you yeah. know? And, uh, and the thing that got me better most was like, Everyone, like the, 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 the love for Irish music is amazing. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not one of them, uh, you know, I'm not a trad player, I'm not trad, no, someone played this and no carol and this and that. I'm not, I just listen to, but people love the the, 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 the Irishness, the music that that, that, that we brought over, because obviously it came over here, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and eventually a lot of it became country music and became mixed with the It was the, the start of it, and, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was even watching the show about Bill Monroe the other night. And, 
top of the old Irish fiddle tunes and bringing them into the bluegrass stuff. And then, yeah. But it, it, it was that. But the thing that fascinated me, I tell you what did fascinate me, the amount of fucking fast food restaurants in this country. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! You won't be waiting long for your lunch. Oh, you won't be. Man. You, it, that's it's. Unreal. But they're extremely cheap as well. Like you yes. know, there's always a deal on somewhere. So, oh, everywhere. But it may not be the most nutritious. No, food. no. And I'm not. assuming you ate yeah. all of it, given. Oh, you eating all sorts of crap. Yeah, you know. We were happy to go in, when we go into the venues. Like they would, they, they would do like traditional foods, and you'd kill yeah. for that. You Meat, know? potatoes, kind oh, of stuff. Like yeah. Man, it was so good, you know. Yeah. I'm after eating so much Mexican food this oh, week. I don't know. Don't Mexicans left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I've turned into a small fudgy <laughs> boxer yeah. these days. You know? it's ridiculous how many burritos I've eaten. You know? <coughs> but when you think back, you know, did this make you want to be here more? Does it make you want to stay in America? Does it make you want to see more of it? Does it make you want to see more of the world? Um, oh, definitely still. Well, I, I've always loved traveling. I always loved traveling. I love, I love it. I went, do you know what I want? I want, I want to go back and discover Ireland as well. I want to do. I've yeah. never, I've never done Ireland as a, as a. As a I don't think we've ever seen Ireland, Ireland in daylight. You and me. No, because never. We, we drive don't have to, daylight. No, we drive to go. We do a gig. Drive home in the middle of the night, and then go to bed like vampires because yeah. we played together for many years. And I remember years ago then when I moved to Sweden and I had kids and I brought my kids back, and all of a sudden it's got. Oh fuck me! They have daylight here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, so that's what the, you know, the <laughs> rocket cash looks like. Yeah, or whatever. I know. Yeah. I used to try to buy a fire and chips in it in the middle of the night. <laughs> I know. Kind of, you know. It's like at least. Oh well, I'm nearly there when I hit the really, hit cashel, You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, so I, I'd like to do that, but definitely there's, there's some incredible places here in, in America that I'd love to see. I'd love to I'd love to go back on a tour again and do it, obviously not that intense, I'd love to do it. Yeah. There's some great theatres to play here and there's some great towns, small towns yeah. that, that, you know, are off the, 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 the beaten track and such like that. But you go to them and like, the, the gigs are brilliant, yeah. you know? What, what and is everything is historical in the place. You yeah. forget about it, like, cause like, you've got obviously you've got what, what happened with the with, with them getting the, with the English, and then you've got their own civil war, and then you've got each each place mm. um, has has all these. You know, you go to uh, where where was he? Andrew Jackson was born in um, Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, the pub that we played in is just up the road where he was where he used to go. Yeah. To it, you know what I mean. Well, it's like his parents were were, were Irish, so yeah. And, and, and like you're t people are telling you these stories, and I didn't know that. It was like Boston, the Revolutionary Trail, and when you walk around there, the oh, Boston Tea Party, well, and we, all that. We wrote a tune when we, we were there, but even just other places you don't know. You, yeah. You've gone to, you know, you know, I didn't know that was here. Like go to Montana, you've been to Irish people in Montana. Yeah. The, the guy was the, the, it's a great line he has up there. It was um, whenever it was. They were all doing the, the, the gold rush and trying to find gold. They were digging up this and throwing this other shit out of the way. And he was going like, that's copper. <laughs> I'll keep I'll digging there, that. lads. I'll have that. He became the copper king. And he sent the letter back. He says, Come and don't bother going to America. Come straight to Montana. That's where he sent down to Waterford. And everyone got this whole heap of people. The biggest, one of the biggest Patrick's Day plays is in uh, Savannah, Georgia. That's incredible. Oh, it's stuff that you don't know. Like, yeah, you know, until you're in the middle of it. Until you're standing in the middle of it. This, 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 uh, like statue to this guy in, in, in Montana from Waterford. Montana, <laughs> freezing. And he didn't even hurl. <laughs> no, he didn't hurl. Freezing, like. Yeah. 
I don't, but that's the amazing thing is the way that they, you know the Swedes and the Norwegians that kind of thing they wound up in the Midwest in a climate that was kind of what they would have moved yep. from in Sweden and that kind of thing. Now the Irish wound up pretty much absolutely everywhere because they were running out of town and that kind of thing. Everywhere, you know? everywhere. What is it about Irish music that makes it so sort of universally liked? Because everybody seems to I, enjoy it. I know, Terry Wood said to me before that the, the, the thing about Irish music is you don't, you probably don't like it, but you can't ignore it. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It's played when it's played at speed and an enthusiasm and, and you, you have that balls in it. it there's just something about it that, that, that catches it. It's, a, it's the most travelled and played trad music. As I said, I'm not a trad player. I pick up some of the tunes, mix them in, yeah. and, and, and it's, it's what it does to people. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like this, I always put it down when you do it, like you do a, 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 a reel or a jig or something, you're doing it fast. It's like you were hypnotised, do you know? And then someone hits the thing, and all of a sudden, the legs go under the table, <laughs> jumping around the place, fighting cigarettes. <laughs> it's like this secret word, like banana. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, I've seen you do this so many times, and I've got into Rima. Because there are sort of certain things that you know are going to work. There's certain oh, tunes you play. Yeah, you've been playing it forever. You know, What's I learned it from, from, from listening to, to watching friends of mine doing like the, the best, one of the best bands doing it. As I said, is it, in, in Temple Bar, a band called Lad Lane. Lad Lane, yeah. And I like the speed these boys play. I've yeah. watched them turn the place upside down. I yeah. love that 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 noise and that loop that, that gets people into it. And the you energy, know what I mean? the energy, you know. Like you can, so it's 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 there's just something about that music. And then obviously the songs. There's some great stories in yeah. the song. I mean, that's why that's why Dylan got you know. Yeah. That's why he loved it, and that's why songwriters lo love love the this. You see people singing a song about. I see people crying about singing songs, and you're like, "Well, you don't even know where this place is." Yeah, you know? yeah. But they get the story. The connection is yeah, there. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And then the certain songs you play that you've been murdering yourself for years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we we did. Um, remember doing uh, "Streets New York" the Liam Riley song? Yes, I did. And I don't know. We were. I think we were just outside. We went in Boston or New York. I can't remember. Um, Huntington, and. There was a load of cops there. Yeah. And uh, we played we, we, uh, play the song. And I go, you know, I had been drinking heavily, so. <laughs> <laughs> Take this with a pinch of salt. It was the next day, so we were playing it. And for that moment, that song, just, we really played it. Yeah. And I looked at everyone, just, all these guys, the cops and people, I'm like, the song. We, the magic was there, yeah. you know, that we like bashing it, you know, where you, you knock her out and all that. Yeah. But for that time, you got, and I turned to Rooney, so it was like, it's a great song, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, you forget. When it takes over a room like that, like, you know. Of strangers. Yeah. Those, like, I, was, I was at a party before Christmas, and uh, the lady in the house, she's from the Navarone Road in Cabra, she's lovely, she's about the same age as me. And she has a Christmas party every year, and it's Irish people, Swedish partners, that kind of right. thing. But her nephew was over, and he's a lovely fiddle player, only a teenage lad, like, and so quite shy, that kind of thing, oh, I'm getting worn up. And then it was uh, Kieran Lockland. I think you know Kieran Lockie, who's been playing yeah. over in Scandinavia yeah. for years. Absolutely yes, brilliant yeah. musician from, from Limerick. And he says to this young fish, I said, okay, play the cash jig. And we did, uh, you couldn't have come at a better time, the Luca yeah, Bloom song. Yeah. And you know, I've seen you do it so many times. Yeah. Turn the place upside down. Water. And you know, you may as well just go home because you're not going to fucking top it on any given night. Oh, yeah. You know? it's, and that's, that's what I found. And bluegrass music can do it, can, can do it as well, you know? And, it, it, and the, some of the country songs, like the older country songs. The Hank like, Williams kind of stuff. Oh and man, it's like... The, the, just Patty Klein was always a good one. Killer yeah. man, you know yeah. I mean? Just great... Like, but there's great the, stories in those stories songs. Yeah, they're yeah. real, like Hank Williams lived that life. Yeah. He, he lived like through his songs. He, 
he wrote about what he knows. Like, and that's, you know, that's what's missing in an awful lot of stuff in, in, in music today, and I think. And but when you go to these towns, and there's, and there's, these, there's people that you would never know, and they will come, with their, their, I have a friend of mine called Jeremy McComb, brilliant, brilliant uh, singer and songwriter, great songwriter. And he, I've watched him do a, a gig of all original songs, and I sat there absolutely just, Spellbound, oh, yeah. And because he was, he's a, like he's a cowboy, he's a hillbilly, you know. Yeah. He does, and he has all these lovely, funny stories, and all, and he talks about growing up, and like, but very real, because he's a very real and very. Um, he comes in, he's a very funny guy. But he's, a, he's a lot underneath him there. Yeah. And he was, I was like, this is what music is, isn't it? This yeah. is what we, what we, you know, we grew up listening to. Like, in, 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 I mean, one of my favourite songwriters is obviously well, Hugh McCall was. A, Brilliant, brilliant yeah, yeah. song. But like one of my favourite songwriters to do to, was Phil Linnett, like yeah. like Dancing in the Moonlight told every kid oh, story. Every you know fucking I mean? teenager in Dublin could recognise it. But the boys are back in town, old town. Oh. Uh, songs about his mother, songs about his kid. Like you know, it was just yeah. insanity. But the, the, and it, it, it's it's so when you when when you when you play it, I think so I always say that the music is we're blessed that we have Irish music because it really it grabs you before you even hear the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Whether you like it or not, it's got you. Like, always, yeah. you have no choice. Yeah. You have no choice, and you can't ignore it. You know what I mean? And that, that, that was great to do. And I always wanted to play down in them, like in, uh, in, in the southern states and all the bluegrass areas. And I wanted to yeah. play mandolin the way I play it. Yeah. To see how it would work with these people. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And it, it was it was great. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Kevin Bacon told me I was great. Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Actually, geez, it was six degrees of Kevin Bacon. No, no, no degrees now. Myself and him hugged. So there you go. The, the <laughs> Kevin Bacon seal of approval. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he loved it. Yeah. If I was to be able to grant you one wish in terms of your music career, right? And this is the last question I've got to ask you for today. Um, you know, so you could have one gig, one way of making your living out of music. Would it be here in America? Would it be back home in Ireland? What would you like to do? What would be the ideal job for you as a oh musician God, right now? Uh, I don't think it'd be one place. I think it'd be. To, I, I I'll tell you exactly what it would be. <laughs> it'd be able to tour. I know hundreds of bands are doing this now, but be able to tour in a good theatre with a decent sound. Yeah. And I'm not talking about forty thousand people, two hundred people, three hundred people. Don't care. But being able to do it every night. Yeah. That's that would go, and I would do it like. Every night, if I have to do it two or three nights a week, but being able to do it and being able to do your gig and tell the stories that you've done that day, mm. not a rehearse, just but to play with decent, decent sound and a decent gig. Mm. That, that's that's it. And it, as I said, it wouldn't be in one place. I mean, I'd love to go. It's it's. A, I was looking up to play in Japan. I was looking up to play in Scandinavia. I'm looking up Singapore. The, and I, I, but I'd want to go everywhere yeah. and play the music. Yeah, that's that's what it. Just keep playing. You know? I don't have to grant you that wish because that's pretty much what you're doing. The yeah. movie is called This Is My Home. It is. 60 gigs, 50 oh, states, man. 30 something days. 120 hangovers. I laughed and I cried and it's well worth watching. And it's going to be out on a streaming service. We're not allowed to announce that just yet for legal reasons, but uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, it'll, it'll be coming out. And it's, as I said, if you've ever, if you know anyone that's ever been in a band, or you've been in a band, or, or you've just, seen a band, or you've seen a band, watch this. <laughs> I mean, because watching it was like, to, to see it from yourself watching it, it's like, okay, yeah, we did this, and you're like, uh, I put it to you this way, if I watched that and it was two mates of mine doing it, yeah. if it was like Nick Morris and Robin Hort did it, yeah. I'd be so jealous, you know what I mean? <laughs> I would, it would kill me if it was one of them, on these people on with, from the Temple Bar that did it. Yeah. And I, would, I don't want to be watching Bono doing it or something. I want no, to be no, watching, no, 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 no. I want to be people who, who I mean, 
as I always say, there's a hundred percent musicians, right? And like half a percent of them are rock stars. Yeah. The rest are all the people who trip over the red carpet on the way from the private jet to the limo. Those <laughs> yeah. fuckers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not them. Hate them. Hate them fuckers. <laughs> I want to be that guy. Can, yeah. I, can I trip up? Yeah. <laughs> no. One of these. So we, we, we're, 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 we're working musicians, and that's that's what we are, and and that's there's thousands upon thousands of us started like that, but it's like the tiny percent of rock stars, and this is what we're doing. As I'm speaking now, if anyone's coming home from gigs, doing your gig, played Brown Eye Girl with somebody, and put the eight times in the night, Galway Girl, we've done it. Whiskey in the jar. Whiskey in the jar, throw it in, and then put your gear in the back of the van, collect your money, always fighting to get the money off the bloke because he goes missing every fucking night. Was the great night, lads? Was the great night? Was the great night, lads, though? Can we do a deal? Yeah, you give me the money and I'll fuck off. Without pouring your bum down. So, and it's, yeah, it's what we do, and then we all meet and all tell stories about the the worst gig you've ever had. You never tell you about your best gig. You always tell the worst God, no. gig. I actually, the worst just, person I actually told the, gig, uh, the, the, sorry, the best gig we ever did to P.T. Cal the other night in Rerob, but that's a story for another podcast. <laughs> Browner, the best of luck with the film and the best of luck with your well. continued career. I, I, I'll keep continuing. Yes. Too late to stop now. Oh, it's way too late to stop. <laughs>